Family from the Heart podcast episode number 372. Welcome to another episode of The Family from the Heart, a podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. Stephanie, how are you today? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing extremely well. Good. Although it looks like a bunch of our friends on Facebook are not so excited today, which of course we're recording this the day after the somewhat historic election. It wasn't somewhat, it was just historic. (laughs) For 2016. I don't believe we want to go into politics, so... We we, won't. We won't. Uh, But... I have managed this entire time to not post... um, Anything on Facebook related to the election related related to the election. Um, I had one of Megan's friends who actually is quite annoying. Okay, so I don't even know if you can call them Megan's friend, but someone Megan knows an acquaintance of our daughters and um, asked me who I was voting for. And I said, it is my American right not to answer that question. I don't have to tell you because it's none of your business. Yep. So. That's that. But anyway, um, and I'd be saying that 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 that's what I say all the time. It, it's nobody's business who I vote for. Right. You know, it, here's the thing: I've not had anybody anywhere whatsoever say, "Hey, Cliff, I'd like to know who are you voting for." And so I've just never brought it up. That's funny because when we were in Texas, yeah, um, at uh, when we were in Dallas at at Tony Robbins, I had someone from Canada ask me. Who I was been and I, it's my American right not to tell you that. Oh no! See, for me, I, I I consider it the same way as I do my faith. If somebody were to say, "Hey, Cliff, I'd like to ask you, you know, where do you stand on faith issues, or well, actually, where do you stand on on you know the election and who are you voting for and why?" I'd be happy to to right. to talk about it. No, actually, at that point, I didn't know who I was voting for, and so I simply told them, "I don't know." Right, but um. But I, I just don't feel this pressure to go out and and say so much about no. this stuff that's so divisive. That's, that's the thing. And it's not like I'm afraid to, you know, to lose friends on Facebook or anything like that. I'm trying to, you know, just to keep people from avoiding offending people or having them think about me in a different way. I mean, it's it's very clear who we voted for. I mean, it, it's the day after the election and we're not crying. <laughs> So, I mean, it, I mean, but, but the thing is, I, I just don't feel, I I feel like this is so, it it is so much of a polarizing conversation and, and there's no, even though I I would never, obviously 140 characters is not enough to explain why we voted or why each each of us individually, because it's not something that we you know, both, you know, right. You you can't, you can't speak for me and why I voted the way that I voted. But so for me personally, there's no way that I could communicate in a social media update, 140 characters, or even a very long lengthy post on Facebook about why I made the decision to vote the way that I do. But I do have very deep convictions Mm -hmm. about why I chose to vote that way. And a very interesting thing is that um, there are some people that I love dearly that share a lot of aspects of my thinking as it relates to faith and other things, but 
um, they had a very different decision about what their vote would be. And they were extremely vocal about it. And so much of it. And when, I f- here's the thing. Well, hold I'm, on. Okay, go no, ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to say that I found myself, I, I found almost as though they were they were putting up a wall of the rela- in between the relationship just by going so right. so far deep it's like yeah i just disagree with you and and it's like they're stacking up bricks and building a wall if you will um but there it's it's kind of like they're just like here's another reason here's another and it's like yeah i i see that but there's there's no way that i'm I, I just can't I just can't come to your conclusion. Right. There are so many things. And it's not just a conversation that I believe you can have on social media. I think it's a it's a conversation. Now, I will tell you, the, the person I've had this conversation the most with is you mm-hmm. and our daughter, McKenna. Yes. And, and we have had I would say we've we've spoken hours about this over the past mm-hmm. couple months and so, yeah, it, and it, I think it takes that level. And but it and it also has to I believe the conversation also has to have that opinion or that has it has to have that thing where I'm not having this conversation for you to tell me how to think about this or I'm not trying to tell you how to think about this or I'm not even trying to sway your decision. I'm just interested. I'm and that's a, I love that's how you approach it and that's exactly how McKenna approaches it. She goes, "Dad, not that I'm going to agree with you, but I I just really want to know wh- why are you who are you voting for and, and why? And why? Right. Can you can you just give me explain, explain loved, your reasons why?" I loved watching her share her beliefs and then at 11 say I know who I would vote for if given the chance. Yeah. I, I thought that was incredible. Yep. She put more thought into it than I guarantee you any of the people who voted for Harambe did. Yeah, exactly. 11,000 American people voted for a dead gorilla. Yep. Um, And my 11-year-old put more thought into it wait is that a is that an actual story that 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 is a number that that megan told me so oh, okay. it's somewhere online it could be true it could not be true yeah. i am totally repeating hearsay from a teenager yeah but I, um I, I doubt that that's true but, but it's, it uh, does actually sound like but a great it does social media sound post. like something somebody would do but um but it, it was it was exciting to watch her think and dialogue and debate and and watching the debates she watched the debates i did not yeah i did i know you did you watch them with her sometimes um but uh watching her think about it and and really contemplate and and make an educated decision yeah what was a really incredible thing to do yeah really incredible but so, I, I'm I'm thankful that we live in a country where we're free to choose and we're free to speak about our choice. Exactly. And, and we're free to not speak about our choice. Right. And, and there's a lot of people <laughs> who have chosen to speak about their choice um, on, on and Facebook. That is, and that is their right. And, and I love right them anyway. So. I, I do too. And, matter of fact, I, I mean, it's, the only thing I can say is that, wow, it's like that... that basically what I think happens is when you're out there and you're so polarizing with and, and, and almost and using 
um, very attacking language towards individuals who are who are candidates, mm-hmm. no matter which side of the aisle you're on. When you're using so much of this hate language and 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 judging, and it's like, dude, wow, okay. Yeah. Um, you ever heard of like the splinter and the plank? Because he who ca- who he who has see. no sin cast the first stone. I mean, we're talking, <laughs> you know, grace. Nobody's perfect. No. And and stuff like it's like okay, but and yeah, I don't know. I, so, I think we should be done with this. We are. No, actually, you know, I don't think we should be done. I think I think that this is this is what's on our mind right now, and this is stuff. But yeah, I we've both chosen not to apply, to, you know, that conversation on social media. And the other thing is, is that no matter what you say, there's no way you can convey it in a social media post. No. And no matter what you say, on I I could say I was a vast Hillary supporter, and here's the five. Uh, there's going to be tons of people in my community who would you know attack you know right. Who, who would argue, argue, and there's no <laughs> way for everyone to agree on this. There's not. You know, and... And we are free to disagree. Exactly. It's, but, it's as simple as that. But my thinking is, why, knowing that what I believe isn't necessary, at least if I post it on Facebook, is not going to sway anybody's decision. It's only going to... Um, You're just fueling the fire. It's only That's, going to call dis- d- discord in my own community. Right. And maybe some even like, you know, break down some relationships within people. You know, it's like I'm just not, not going needed. to go there. I'm with you. You know, I and, and I'm I'm going to go to the poll. I'm going to vote. I'm going to sit and watch. We took our kids to the poll. We did. And they watched us. And vote. I I whatever happens the next day, I am not going to cry. I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to post on social media yay or you know right. woe is the me uh, you know i'm not gonna joke around about leaving this country and going to canada i you know what i'm gonna do no matter what i'm going to come here and record family from the heart right. with my wife and i am going to continue to operate my business creating products and services that serve and help people knowing that by serving others people will give you these things called uh, certificates of appreciation which is also known as money, and that's going to allow us to to fund the the things that our family needs and the things that we want to do in this world, and and life will go on no matter who is in the in office. Absolutely, absolutely. So, we um, but yeah. Did you take a minute to realize that our oldest child will vote in the next election? I did. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. Matthew won't be old enough. I, uh, Matt, I think he's the two. fifteen plus. So oh, four, yeah, yeah, four so years. So two of them. Two of them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there I didn't think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. It's like, wait a second. There's two. Sometimes Matthew's still twelve to me. Well, we have Poor kid. <laughs> I, we have some. I have some exciting news. Uh, a friend of mine, Dan, uh, from New Zealand. Yes has created a system, a, a software tool. You just ruined my day. <laughs> How did I ruin your day? Because I have not spent any time thinking that Matthew will be old enough to vote. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so sorry. You just made me feel like 100 years older. Anyway. Thanks my, for that. My Dan, my friend Dan uh, from New Zealand, he created a podcast called This Might Be Interesting or This Could Be Interesting, TCIB or TCBI. Anyway, he... Uh, the whole idea of his show is that he would invite people to come on 
and he would have random questions and conversation back and forth. This isn't, isn't just an interview. It's a conversation about just about random topics. And the interesting thing about his format is that neither he nor the guest would have any idea what the topics would be. And each person gets to choose a category for questions. And the person who chooses the category asks the question. The other per- the, the opposite person answers. And then the person who asks the question answers the question themselves. And then, the, then they switch who gets to choose the next question, right. which basically is choosing the category. And, and, the, and the reason why it's interesting to change the ca- or choose the category is here are the five categories. And I've actually renamed them for our system. He create he created this. I loved the format on his show. No, I explained. Yep. By the way, his idea for this was inspired by Family from the Heart. He listens to Family from the Heart, and he was inspired back when back I had when bro- you were asking the questions, and that's what we were doing. Exactly, and he's like, "Dude, that would be great for a as podcast. soon as you told me about this, I was like." That's awesome. I want that. Exactly. And I told him, I said, damn, could you make this for me? He says, Cliff, I'll I'll make it for you. So he made a family from the heart question generating system. And here are the categories. And the first category is icebreaker. These are just like just to get the conversation rolling. Right. Um, The second one I called ankle deep. This is how it it basically it's kind of a shallow topic. You know, we anybody could talk about this. It's pretty safe. Right. But then you go waist deep. You know, it's like you're starting to get into a little bit of a deeper, you know, deeper philosophy of life and stuff. Probably kicking you under the table. Yeah, kind of stuff. And then there's deep waters. It's Might like, be oh, leaving the room. <laughs> do you re- <laughs> deep wa- the deep water questions? Uh, deep waters question is kind of like, do you really want to go there? Uh, I don't and, know. and then for for the brave hearted, there is the faith based questions. That could be fun. All right. So that that's the different levels of categories here. And the cool thing is, is you have it pulled up on your laptop. I do. You're logged into the system and I'm logged into the system. And what will happen is, Stephanie, I'm going to have you ask the first question. So click oh. on one of the categories. I didn't want to go first. And oh, I didn't want to choose first. Click on one of the ca- uh, categories and it'll pop the question up. And it'll pull it up okay, for me as well. We're just going to play here. All right. So. so we're going ankle deep. Okay. All right. You ask me the question. How do you prefer to learn or memorize new information? All right. So, okay. How do I prefer to learn or memorize new information? If if I'm going to learn it and memorize it, I think I probably need to see it uh, first. So I would I would need to read it and, and see it. But I, I would also want to hear it as well. And if I could hear it while seeing it, that's even going to reinforce it, reinforce it more. And then, of course, lots of repetition. Okay. So I, I, I'm a very visual person. Uh, so I, I need to, I, I want to see it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then if I can actually, and another thing, if I actually physically write it down too. So I see it, I hear it, and if I write it down and I repeat that process several times, I, I'm pretty good at memorizing any information I need to memorize. What about you? Well, I'm a doer, so I'm going to either see it and do it while I'm, or hear it and do it while I'm, while I'm listening, because if I'm not physically doing it, whatever it, whatever it is, then I'm probably not going to retain it. Gotcha. Cool. 
Hey, before we that go was into fun. yeah, so before and by the way, let me. And ask, I chose I I chose shallow on purpose. Now, did that gray <laughs> out for you automatically? No. Okay, so th- if you refresh the page, it'll be grayed out. But and he's he's going to work on that. Um, okay. One other thing I, before we go in any further into these questions, so you guys get the idea of how this works. I'm going to generate the next question by choosing one of the categories. Um, but I want to explain real quick where he got all these questions. He actually is getting ready to get married. And um, one of the books that he received, either purchased for himself or got as a gift, it's 1,001 questions you should discuss um, or have conversations about uh, or 1,001 questions you should ask your spouse or your future spouse before you get married. So that, that and I thought that's even better for family for the high. This, this, right. like, these are, you know, where do we stand? These are questions we probably should have asked each other before we got married. Yeah, Although, but that doesn't count because after 20 years, a lot of the answers have changed. Oh, yeah. Tons of them. All right. Let's go on. Um, I'll tell you what. We're going to go. We went ankle deep. I still want to stay kind of light, you know, so we'll go icebreaker question. All right. So the question, Stephanie, is what's your favorite spectator sport and how often do you watch it? Hmm. Uh, that that's a I don't know. I used to be when I was young I could say football and that I watched it every weekend. I still enjoy football. But I only watch it like once a year now. <laughs> um So I don't know. I guess I'd probably still be football. Okay. But I only watch it once a year. Or or on the off chance that like there's a big game that I'm interested in. Right. Like two teams that I'm that I would want to see the outcome for. Right. I'm not a big sports guy myself. Um I do enjoy watching the Super Bowl once a year. It's not something that I would be upset if I missed it. So it, it's it's not something that it's I could consider that to be a favorite spectator sport. Um, I would say if if I really had time, well, I, I have time for for sports. I'm just not interested. But I would say probably college basketball. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and you used I, to actually watch that a lot. I used to when we first got married. I, mm-hmm. I was I watched it quite a bit back then. But yeah, I would say college basketball is my favorite uh, sport, and I'd rather see it live than you know at the oh, arena yeah. than on television. Although. If it's a if it's a team I'm invested in, at least you know geographically that you know if it's UK or UC, right. really only those two teams. If it was UK or UC and they're in the final eight all the way down to the championship, then I'm interested and I would watch it. And that's probably about as frequently as I would actually even watch those. True. And le- and by the way, I I'm totally cool. Interestingly enough, I am really not into sports. But if you were to give me um, the as an insurance agent a long time ago, uh, I can't believe I just said that. It's it, it really has been a long time ago. It has. But uh, back in my insurance days, we would get free tickets to go to all kinds of stuff. Like um, we would go to Cincinnati Bengals football games in those little suites mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so um, I I kind of enjoy I I enjoy a good football game live even though I have absolutely zero interest in the team that's playing. It's just there is something about that. And, I, and as far as baseball, I I don't care what team it is, but there's something about going to the ballpark and sitting in the ballpark and hearing the crack of the bat. I enjoy that. Oh, I enjoy going to a baseball game 
I cannot watch baseball on TV. Oh gosh, that that's like watching paint dry. <laughs> it's worse, I think. I I cannot stand to watch baseball on TV. All right, so cool. I like these questions. It gives us plenty to talk about. It's your Fun. turn, I believe. Yep. Did you mark that one? I did. Yeah. Okay. Um. How deep are I, we going? I don't know. We're we're gonna try a little because I'm getting bored. All right, so we're going waist deep. <laughs> are people trustworthy? Explain your answer. I think it depends on the individual. I and and I think every individual. I, I don't think you can put. I don't think you can generalize this. I don't think that you can say overall people are trustworthy. I think it comes down to every individual person and and what their level of integrity is. And and here's the thing. I, I think it's possible for a person to have a very uh, trustworthy character that they have lots of integrity, that have lots of example of this. But in 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 a certain circumstance or a series of situations or whatever, I think it's possible for a person with high integrity who's normally been extremely trustworthy to do something that would violate one's trust for either selfish reasons or other reasons. And I think that that is just a part of of who we are as humans. I don't think anybody of us, uh, any of us is perfect. So I don't think any one person is absolutely 100% flawlessly trustworthy. Although I think every one of us has the opportunity to live with the character of, with character and to have integrity and trustworthiness as, as a overwhelming description of who they are. Does that make sense? It does. And I agree with you. Um, you cannot generalize that that question at all. Um, I I think that for my, myself as an individual, um, I view everyone as untrustworthy until they prove otherwise. Interesting. And I think that I do that because of some traumas uh, from yeah. my childhood where, um, where I was in a position where I trusted people and then that trust was broken. And I think that that's probably one thing that I've definitely carried into my adult life. I know I catch myself saying to my kids all the time, I trust you. I don't trust other people. Yeah. Like I I say that to my kids all the time. And, and so, but I know that about myself. And so I, I try to, I try to watch that when I am, when I'm, um, engaging in new relationships, but but I so I you can't generalize that, and I, I think that that's definitely how I approach all new relationships. People are untrustworthy until interesting. Until you, I n- feel. now that you answer it in in that way, I will say that I overall I feel like I tend to trust people and give people the benefit of the doubt. Although I, I do think I, I think that's I one hold thing that some level of skepticism and and I and I agree there's there is a level of well I'm not fully I don't know this person that well mm-hmm. and so they said that they're going to do it and I and I think generally I'm a trusting person but boy if somebody does violate my trust even be, before that trust <laughs> has been before there's an actual reason for and foundation for that trust to exist in it. Right. Once you've violated the trust, I. It's hard to get back. That's if exactly not, it. If not impossible. And um, like, I, I think that that's one thing that balances us out very well. 
um, is that you are, I think you are more trusting than I am. I would agree with that statement. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I don't trust easily. Once you have my trust, it'll take a lot to break it. Yeah. I mean, but because exactly. I'll want to believe the best in you. Exactly. So, I mean, once, once you have my trust, it's going to really take a lot to break it because I want to believe the best in you because I've went with my gut and I, and I've extended my trust to you. Right. But, um, but so I, I like that that balances us out. And I think that there have been times, um, whether, whether, um, personally or professionally where there have been, we've been in situations where I didn't, um, extend it as quickly or as easily as you have. And then we're sitting back, you know, a couple of years later, I'm like, I was right there. Yeah. (laughs) Generally, I feel like I have, uh, I would even say spiritually, I believe that I I feel like I've been given a gift of discernment. You have, as have I. Yeah. And so I feel like that overall, when when I do, I I, I feel like I I overall get a good feeling for people. Although there have been times when I've extended that trust and and that trust was built and then all of a sudden somebody did something and there's one individual that consistently comes to mind for me and i wonder if it's the same it individual <laughs> and i'm absolutely certain that it is gotta be and 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 even to this day i i i you know i can say that i've forgiven and and all this other stuff but no i i i can tell you right now it, it's still a sour feel taste mm-hmm. in my stomach you know, or yeah. taste in my mouth whenever I I think of this individual or see this person name pull up. It's like wow that that person when you when I've given you my trust and I've done so many things to go out of my way, put my reputation on the line, and and all of this other stuff, and I've I've put so much trust, and then you completely annihilate that trust. Um, not only do would it be very difficult for you to earn it back? But man, I, I can tell you right now, it, it's it, it it's it's hard for me. I have had to get myself to the place where I just choose not to think about this person. I've chosen to remove, you know, I've removed them from all social media right. channels. I've, you know, I, I just try not to ever think about this person because when I think about them, I I have a hard time actually wishing for them for their success and and i don't necessarily feel like i have to wish for all everyone's success but sometimes i'm like i'm tempted to wish for them to fail and that i don't like right and and so yeah trustworthiness is is a it it, i think it's it's something that you that you do earn but I think it's interesting how you and I are, are different. I'm, I, I yeah, Because I can't even be in the same room with the said person that you're speaking of. Yeah. Because my whole body language, you can tell what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. I, I just, that trust yeah. is broken and will never be regained. Yeah. Um, and I'm not extending an olive branch. And I know that you could call me all kinds of, of unchristian things. And, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um. So, so we're different in that way. Yeah. Like I can't see, and and I'm 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 forced in sur- in social because of my business and because of where I am and because of where God has brought me to in this business and the exposure that I have 
and the community that I'm a part of, um, I, I'm forced to be in proximity with this individual at least once a year and sometimes two or three times a year. Right. And, and there, there's, there's definitely an error in the room. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, can, can I just clarify for myself? Yeah. For, for, because sometimes I say things and then later I think about how other people are going to hear them. Um, I've come to a place in my life where I have healthy boundaries around myself. Yep. I know what situations I can be in and what situations I can't be in. And so it is my choice to put a boundary to not let this person back in. Yeah. That that is a boundary that I have that I have put in place. And so I'm not being unchristian. I am protecting myself and the ones I care about by drawing that boundary. Yeah, that's fine. So yeah, I, I agree with that. And, well, I and just the, wanted to clarify the, for because I just called myself unchristian because it's not that I can't forgive the action. I, I forgive the action, but I don't need to open myself up for it to happen again. Well, that, you know, that I know we haven't gone into a faith-based question, but since this has led down this path, I, I, I think it's interesting to, to think about this whole what is Christian and what is unchristian. So, well, I don't think it's unchristian to not let people walk all over you, but somebody who's listening might. Right. But, but the, the thing is what, even I, 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 I just don't like the, I don't know that I actually liked the, the number one. I don't even know that I like the label Christian, you know, I don't either, you know, like applying it as, you know, that's a very Christian thing to do or right. whatever is like, no, that's, there's no, I mean, um, I'd rather be called Christ-like or than, uh, actually I'm not even Christ-like. I would say follower of Christ. Well, that, that's what I mean. Okay. That's what I mean when I say I, I am a follower of Christ. I'm not perfect. I, I'm human. I'm flawed. I'm nasty, ugly on the inside. I have some thoughts that I'm like, if I said those out loud, I, it'd be, I you sometimes know. say them out loud and I'm still a Christian. Well, well, here's the thing. I'm still inside what my I house, consider to be a Christian. Inside my house, I say them out loud, but not all the time. But it, it's just, I'm still a follower of Christ. I'm, I'm just human. Right. Yeah. I'm just human. I, I, the thing is, I, I look at it this way. I am 100% pure, blameless, and holy and righteous in the eyes of God. Absolutely. But, and I can but catch by myself. by nothing I have done nor said or have avoided or anything like that. It is all because of Jesus. Nothing because of me. There's, right. no, there's no good deed I can do. There's no bad act that I can do that changes how blameless, holy, and pure I am in the eyes of God. That is, Absolutely. That, that is the grace of God has been given to me. And, and it is grace is unmerited. I have not earned it. And so even if I have very unholy, unchrist like things, I'm still very much a follower of Christ right. covered by the blood of Jesus. Yes. Bam. And that's why when I'm in my kitchen and I'm doing whatever and I have these like this thought will come through my head and I'll be like, oh, my Jesus, where did that come from? Like. Where did that even, where did that even come from? Right. You know, and I can, I can acknowledge that, you know, that's not right. And I want to be better. And. Well, check that I out. I capture my thoughts and then I can try to be better. You went waist deep and we went all the way into the faith boundaries anyway. You're welcome. 
but uh, since since we've gone there, <laughs> you're gonna choose one now. I'm gonna you? choose a faith based question, and okay. so. Uh, Stephanie, the Bible says God is love. What does this mean to you? Ah, um, what does that mean to me? Um, that's a hard one for me to put into words. That I, I don't like going first. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we switch back and forth. I love this. I love that um, these are random and, and they we there's no way we would have known this question is coming. I love this format. This, this is, is fun. This is fun. I like that that neither of us know the questions that are coming, you know, rather than like when you're picking them out and then yeah. I just kind of show up. You already have th- thought on your answers for days. Exactly. You know? This is this is much better. Although you're getting all of this time to think about your, because I can see it in your eyes. You're totally thinking about your response to this while I'm rambling to put off my response to this. <laughs> I like this. Keep rambling, like baby. This? How long can I you do that? I could ramble forever. Um, God is love. To me, is that... I, I don't even... I don't even... I don't even... That's all I've got. All right. So I don't, no, hold on. I wasn't right. actually. Done. You're still rambling. That's how I am. I'm still rambling. I feel like I don't even have a response to this because nothing that I say will be able to properly express what's in my heart. <sighs> to me, God is love. Is not only not only the forgiveness for all of the human things that I am, the grace that he extends to me, but is the example of how I am to love others. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean I can't have my boundaries. That doesn't mean that I can't, it it is, I can love you because God loves me. I can love my kids and my parents and my siblings because all of that love comes from him. And without him, I don't know how to love Mm -hmm. because I have a very clear picture of what love was before for me, for what love was before I accepted Christ and after. And they're vastly different. Right. So every person in my life that I share the words I love you with, whether that be my husband, my parents, my kids, my kids' friends, who I'm often telling I love. And some of them, I don't think hear it anywhere but here. And all of that love comes from him. And without him, I can't do any of that. I can't say anything, any of that. And I don't feel like any of that is real without him. Does that make sense? Yep. Cool. Okay. You ready for my response? No, because it's going to be better than mine. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it's just going to be my response. You've had longer to think about it, and it's unfair. Well, I'm just going to put that out there right now. Okay. Well, you click on the faith-based question next time and put me on the side. No. Spot. We're going back to icebreaker. Are you <laughs> kidding me? All right. So, first of all, what it, God is love um, means a lot more, something a, a lot different for me today than it did um, more, let's just even say six or seven years ago. I, I believe that I grew up in, 
what we call the church. Um, I, I no longer call it that. Um, the I will say institutional Christianity today. So I grew up through institutional Christianity, and the and the and the the brand of that institution that I grew up in. Uh, which is also known, you know, there, there's the blanket term called evangelical Christianity. Um, it taught me, it, it said that God is love. You know, there's the scripture that God is love, but it that's not what I saw. That It's not what I heard about from God. I, I heard, honestly, I, I had, I had, if you ask me, you know, is God love? God is love. The Bible says so. But if if you really get down to the deep, what does my heart feel about God? Well, if I think about what I've been taught from the pulpit, God is angry. God is impatient. God is wrathful. God is your disciplinarian father who is looking to to you know unleash his punish punishment. On you, I mean, these are the kinds of things. I, I nobody ever said those exact words, but boy, you know, it's be careful, little eyes, what you see. You know, <laughs> be careful, little hands, what you do. You know, your father up above is looking down with judgment. And <laughs> I know it says it says love, but be careful because if you don't watch out, you know, he's going to withhold his love from you. Sounds a it, lot like you better watch out. You better not cry. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the reasons why we don't do the whole Santa thing. <laughs> it is. So anyway, so, but today that's not what I feel. I mean, you just heard me. I, I could, seven years ago, I could have never said, I am blameless, holy, and righteous in the sight of God. I, I just could have never said that because the, my my actions don't actually show that. And and that was just the whole idea is like I was caught in this thing called performance based Christianity, where if I perform well, God's happy. He's pleased with me. And that and that's been tossed out the window. I don't believe so. I do believe today God is love. And so the, the answer to the question is, what is love? And I'll just go to first Corinthians chapter 13 verses, starting with verse four, it says love or God. So basically, it's love is this love is that love is this. I mean, I'm going to actually replace the word love. And I'm actually going to use God, all right? God is patient. God is kind. He does not envy. He does not boast. He is not proud. God does not dishonor others. God is not self-seeking. God is not easy. Listen to this. God is not easily angered. That, when I think people... that might have a hard time with but god is love and love is not easily angered that's what the bible says it is so it says here uh god keeps no record of wrongs what do you think about that you mean i gotta get rid of my little tally but what about judgment day good grief and and so yeah um but then of course you know what if it says that you know i you're i've removed your sins as far as the east is from the west right so Anyway, uh, God does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Uh, God is God always protects. God always <laughs> trusts. God always hopes, and God always perseveres. God never fails. So, God is all of those things, and because He is, He allows me to live them. Exactly. All right. So we both said the same thing. <laughs> you gave a definition, and I gave an action. 
Awesome. That's the difference between the two of us. All right, where are you going to take us next, babe? <laughs> Icebreaker. Do oh, it. Do I'm it. so deep I need out. It's hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where's your favorite spot from which to view the sunrise or sunset? Hands down, there's no there there is no other right answer. It happens it has to be from the fr- it, what is is the front of the ship, the bow of the ship? I don't know. I don't, or is it the stern of the ship? I don't, I, I, right. I don't know. The front, the front, the very front of a cruise ship out in the middle of the ocean. As where long as it's not a yacht that's going to toss yeah, you. Yeah, that one was, yeah, don't do the start clipper. <laughs> We're talking about a big cruise ship, but just the front of cruise ship and and you're the the wind is blowing at you like crazy because of how you know just how much wind resistance there is and and just watching the sun come up over the ocean is just absolutely incredible nice what about you um my favorite spot to which from which to view the sunrise would be from in my bed behind my eyelids because i don't watch the sunrise there you go <laughs> but the sunset um Anywhere, anywhere. I I love watching the sunset. Normally, I'm seeing it from my car. Yeah, wherever I am. But the colors and the, I just I love watching the sunset. But you will not catch me watching the sunrise. All right, cool. All right, let's do ankle deep. If you could redecorate your home at no cost, uh, I already know this this answer. What would you What would you wish to do? <laughs> if I could decorate my, uh, okay, I would add a bathroom upstairs so I have two bathrooms for three kids rather than one bathroom for three kids. Right. Seriously. Okay. So, After so we up, had, the, so basically, up, up on the upper level of our home where all of the bedrooms are, yep. you would have three bathrooms. Yes. So after we walked through the model home and decided that we were absolutely in love with this floor plan. And that this floor plan of our house is, was so functional for our family. We could totally sit in that model home and picture ourselves living in that house. Yes. And so we approve that floor plan and we make our deposit and we're moving forward. And as soon <laughs> we sit down and we're like working through stuff and the lady in the office says, do you know you could put a Jack and Jill bathroom in between these bedrooms? But it would take, and a, I'm the, like, it would on, take away on. the... Okay. But it would take away the walk-in closets. I understand. But I was like, oh, I didn't know that I could do that. But it was too late because everybody was already in love with the floor plan as is. And now, two and a half years in, it is such a pain to have our two daughters sharing a bathroom with their brother. Right. Matthew should have his own bathroom and the girls should be sharing a bathroom. So if I could redecorate our home at no cost, I would add a bathroom upstairs. All right. So you, we need to change that question to remodel, but, uh, true. But that's cool. Uh, for me personally, I, I, as far as I'm concerned, I am just incredibly blown away still that this is our home that absolutely. That, and, and I, I am so happy with it. I, I just love it. If there were things that we could do with, with at no cost, um, I would probably put more crown molding 
Um, I would probably, you know, we would soundproof put, Matthew's room. We would sound, yeah, we would soundproof <laughs> a couple of things. That uh, boy is so loud; it's not even funny. But you really, honestly, I just love our house. I do too. I, I love satisfied. our house. I'm very satisfied with our house. There we still have we two do. rooms that are not furnished, so we could. We, yeah, we if have you the wanna, sun room and the. If you want me loft to go with the redecorating, I could say that we would be able to. See, and that's not redecorating. That's it's just decorating the the sunroom and and the loft, and um. But but I I love our home. Yep. I honestly. I I'm still in awe of the fact that we live here, and that when we moved in, we were able to do everything that we did. That's that's an incredible thing to say that we to say that we did. Um. And, and and did we Megan did it with and I, cash? Megan and I were just talking the other day about um, could you because we had said that we weren't going to make any decisions on a new home until January of 2016. And so, could you imagine right now still living no. in the buy level? No. Which is if we wouldn't have made any decisions until January. You know, yeah, we would we, still we could very well still be living in in that house, and I can't even fathom. No, I barely remember living in that house. I mean, I have memories from there. Yeah, no doubt. But but sometimes this 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 home, I I believe is where we are meant to. Sp- this is this is our environment. This yeah. This is where our family thrives, and and we do. I love it. All right, it's your turn. I know. Hold on. I got to refresh. All right. Where are we going? I don't know. Um, let, let, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of warm. So we're just going to plunge in and we're going to go deep. We're going into the deep waters. Here we go. (laughs) I'm going to regret this. Probably. What childhood accident stands out in your mind? Hmm. What childhood accident stands out in my mind oh i got it it only took a second for it to get there (laughs) There, i'm gonna i'm gonna give you two okay uh both of them okay i'll give you no i won't (laughs) i have i have a third i have some i have some pretty tragic things that happened in my childhood (laughs) uh one i remember i was I, i was probably only about one and a half years old my mom would tell you uh but i was jumping on our on our my mom and dad's uh brass bed jumping up and down they told me to stop jumping up and down but I kept jumping up and down and I fell and busted my head and I remember looking into the doctor's eyes and watching him put the needle and thread through my forehead as he was putting my my skin yeah. back together nice yeah that was pretty tragic stuff pretty tragic yeah. stuff <laughs> um, then there was the time that I actually was walking down the street and I got stung and I I don't know if it was like three or five, but it, it, it a swarm of bees <laughs> stung me. Uh, I don't remember where I got stung, but I do remember it, it's ever since then. I don't like to be around bees. <laughs> don't like to be around bees. <laughs> yeah. And um, I there is another tragic experience and I only just barely remember it. But uh, when uh, it's his accident, not tragic experience. Well, 
Okay. You well, and your needles. Okay, so there you go. The, the accident would be jumping on the bed. The other one is a tragic experience isn't an accident. So we'll. I don't need to go there. No. All right, so what about you? You like how I saved you from that one? Yes. <laughs> if you want to go tragic, I mean. No. Um, I'd say the probably the one that stands out to me the most didn't actually happen to me, but to my brother. Um, we were at... A f- some family's house it was actually my aunt's in-laws and um just playing you know i i'm old enough to remember it i don't even remember how old my brother was maybe like three or four and um we're just all playing outside running around having a good time and they had a german shepherd dog and i remember he stepped on the dog was napping and he stepped on the dog's tail totally by accident wasn't intentional and the dog woke up and attacked and bit him on the nose and and he ends up face down on the um concrete patio right and to this day if you meet my brother he has this scar on his forehead that's actually shaped like a question mark from where they had to sew him so so is and and it always got graphic as to you know he his brains were hanging out and all this which wasn't actually nothing really happened but i remember i remember the feeling uh and 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 the fear watching my I mean, if if he's three, I I was eight, and but so being eight, watching my little brother be attacked, thrown through the air, attacked and thrown through the air, and landing face first on the concrete, and and then you that know, would stand out in my mind too. The I think. blood and, and and the chaos and you know the the ambulance and everything like that, and so and so to this day, if you meet my brother, he has a check mark on his forehead. We're, we're like. Harry Potter scar. Check him off. Well, and it's not quite <laughs> cool as lightning, and it's huge because it's like his whole forehead. But um, so, so that would be an accident that stands out the most to me. Would would be that one. Gotcha. Well, there you go. What do you think about that? We just covered one, two, three, four, five, six, seven questions from this random question generator. You like this? Yeah. Awesome. That was fun. Cool. I think we should do this each week. Until we run out of questions each week, until, and, and and then the, we'll have to have like a family update segment where we just talk about. Like, well, no, I think every episode we should start off with like we did today. We start we started talking about yeah. um, with the election. How today. are you? You're well. Yeah. Yes, I got you. So I, I think the I think it's if we have topics, we, there may be a week where we don't even get to this right uh, this to these cool. questions. But I like, I like this. Th- this gives us that you know, hey, you know, there really wasn't a lot that went on this week, but uh, let's let's turn and answer let's some questions. What do you think? Yeah. I like it. You know why? Because I like you. (laughs) You're so cheesy. (laughs) That was cheesier than my Christmas Hallmark movies. Until next time, my friends, we encourage you to live your life with purpose. Podcast. Add some ads.